You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Today, we've got an armload of stuff. It's going crazy in some parts of the country, but we're going to start with the easy stuff. Stuff that could be good. Or a loaded magazine, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Fully loaded? We are fully loaded today. Fully loaded. Loaded for bear. That's uh, right. There's one, David. There's one right there. Armed to the teeth. Armed yes. to the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off. There's a bill pending. That, well, not pending. It's in uh, – they're trying in – the, in the Congress, there's a, there's a Republican – Representative Roger Marshall, he's trying to sponsor a bill, the Home Defense and Competitive Shooting Act of 2019. Now, obviously, it won't go through till 2020 at this point. However, what this would do is roll back provisions on the 1934 NFA Act, National Firearms Act, which means no more short-barreled rifles would have to be registered with the NFA. Suppressors would come off the list. Other shotgun barrels would not be regulated anymore by any sort of silly regulations that were that's that are almost a hundred years out of date. Now, granted, would this make a huge difference to anybody? Probably not, because none of these things really apply in the world today as being an extremely dangerous weapon. A rifle that's less than twenty six inches long really doesn't make any difference. You know, a rifle, even if it's a pistol with a arm brace on it. It's a similar thing. It doesn't make any difference. So you're saying size doesn't matter. Oh, it matters, especially to the government, because if it's over 26 inches, you have to get a special stamp for that. A special stamp. I don't know if they're regulating anything in the adult industries or not. <laughs> hey, don't give them any ideas. <laughs> but it's funny, because the NFA is the oldest federal gun law on the books, and it was put into effect in 1934 by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Okay. He was a Democrat, wasn't he? You know, he was, right? That's what I thought. I wasn't absolutely sure, but I kind of, just the fact that he signed this bill. Not to be confused with Theodore. Right. He was definitely not. He was not, but uh, boy, Franklin, Yes. But it was funny because the criminals of the day preferred short-barreled rifles, short shotguns, and things like this. So they made this law specifically because certain criminals were violating, were using these as their preferred weapons. So instead of punishing the people who did this, they punished the entire country by passing laws saying, well, if these get bad guys are doing this, nobody can have them. That just seems like a... a overwhelming knee-jerk reaction to something that was not going to make any difference to anybody. But he says a lot of these short-barrel rifles can be used for hunting nowadays. There's nothing wrong with having a 12- or 14-inch barrel on a hunting rifle, especially if you're in really heavy brush conditions or really thick woods. You don't want a 25-inch barrel or 20-inch barrel getting caught in everything you walk past. And are you going to really be able to make that much of a difference using a a 14-inch barrel versus a 16-inch barrel? Probably not. So he's saying these laws are outdated and they probably need to be rolled back. And I fully agree with this. This would be an amazing step forward. Although, as of now, obviously the current House and Senate have no interest in doing anything to relax 
any type of firearm laws. In fact, they just want to keep pushing harder and harder until there's nothing left and all people can have are slingshots and water balloon cannons because that's all they use to protect themselves with, I'm sure. You go into the halls of Congress, yeah, those security guards, those Capitol Police, I'm sure they're carrying slingshots. Yeah, don't bet on it. So they think their lives are worth more than ours. That's kind of weird. You thought they're supposed to be servants of the people, not not rulers of the people. It's just part of the definition of being an elitist. Yeah, you think? Good for me, but not good for you. Exactly. Or you you must bear the burden, but not me. That's right. I my, I am my life is worth more than yours. Exactly. I'm the one that's putting this crap down on you. <laughs> I'm not going to bear those problems. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about uh, uh, term limits in the Congress and Senate. And they were saying, well, how would we change that? I go, well, unfortunately, the Congress and the Senate would have to vote to change the rules. (laughs) (laughs) The same people who vote to raise, to give themselves raises are the people who have to vote to (laughs) cut their jobs off, (laughs) which means it would be extremely unlikely that it would ever happen. But I hope perhaps next year, if elections go well, and uh, or maybe finally the parties agree to compromise on a few things, this might be something that could possibly be of interest to people. Maybe they could roll back some of these old, antiquated, outdated rules that were put forth in 1934. I mean, like I say, they're you know they're so old; they're over 80 years old, and it's crazy because there's so many ways around a lot of these things. Also, and also these are not the kind of things that currently are a giant threat. So just because criminals of the 20s and 30s were using these weapons does not mean that gang members would be using them today. So it'd be interesting to see how this goes. I would really like to see this get a little play, but I'm not holding my breath on this one. So we'll have to see how that goes. Oh, where's that? Oh, here we go. Okay. For all you kids out there who ask Santa for Nerf guns, you better not live in New York. <laughs> uh, I knew this was coming. I, you know, I'm going to send some Nerf guns to New York with you when you leave. <laughs> Nerf war on, baby. It's on. Yeet, But apparently, you'll have to explain to everybody. But it just—it's an urban dictionary. Slogan just means I'm so excited, yeet, yeet, like eek, you know, I'm so excited. And uh, so a consumer group in New York has asked the toy manufacturer Hasbro to stop selling, get this, assault-style weapons that fire foam Nerf darts. Oh, Oh, it's hard to even say this without laughing too hard. Where are we going to let the nanny state take us? How bad are we going to let it get these kids are firing foam darts at Roger. each other, which are harmless, and, but it's an assault style. Roger, I had a BB embedded in my arm from some of the BB wars we had when we were teenagers. But you didn't show your mom because then she'd make you stop playing. Right, exactly. You just rub a little dirt on it and, and you play some more. Just play some more. And there were, in fact, engineer IT Brett, I bet he could tell us how many times we had BB guns fired at him. <laughs> Or bottle rockets or firecrackers thrown at each other. And they're worried about Nerf. Nerf guns. Designed specifically to shoot at people. But, no, it's not all the Nerf guns. They just want to stop the assault-style weapons. Oh, boy. And they wrote a letter to Hasbro 
As we watch holiday toy commercials, we see the Nerf Ultra One, ooh, other extreme Nerf gun machines for children, and are reminded of mass shootings that have devastated American children's and families for decades. I'm reminded of how much fun I'm going to have launching Nerf missiles across the yard i know but it's and the, and the commercial shows a child's parent giving them progressively bigger nerf blasters until the child's grandmother shows up and gives him the ultra one look it's I'm, a i'm waiting for the rpg nerf to come out when the rpg nerf comes out then <laughs> so grandma gives him the ultra one which is a drum fed toy gun that can hold 25 soft darts Okay. Wow. How assaulting is that? I'm going to take away the surprise right now, Roger. Everyone that I get a gift for for this Christmas, they're going to get a Nerf gun. It has to be an assault-style one. An assault-style Nerf, <laughs> Nerf gun. gun, no matter how old they are. Let's flood the market. That's, you know, they're fun. No matter what liberals think, they are fun. They are they're a bl- a, lots and lots of fun. Next and, to my motocross bike. Nerf gun. Right. And they're claiming that, uh, you know, the commercial shows the kid getting bigger and bigger guns till Grandma shows up with the best gun of all, the 25-round drum-fed Nerf gun. I'm going to have to look that commercial up now. I know. I would recommend. I've not seen it. have not got a chance to look it up yet, but I want to see that one. It, yeah. it makes me want to go buy Nerf guns it, and start playing with them. It makes me want to go buy some. Like I said, it makes me want to go buy one for me and for everyone else I know. I know. It'd be so much fun. I mean, there's so much fun. Granted, you know, if you teach kids proper firearm safety, there's a difference between a firearm and a Nerf gun. Uh, yes, <laughs> quite. Because apparently some people don't know this. They're calling them assault-style Nerf weapons. When was the last time somebody assaulted somebody with a Nerf gun? Like a Nerf gun. Maybe if they threw it at their head, yes. <laughs> yes, because the plastic might hurt. The plastic would hurt more than the darts would. The Nerf darts don't. <laughs> I know it's kind of ridiculous, uh, but you know, you know, these gun grabbers will go after every gun they possibly can. You imagine can. if they did air so- airsoft commercials. I mean, these those could put an eye liberal. out, right? <laughs> but these cry closet liberals clearly haven't seen an airsoft gun. And now the BB guns I've seen are getting a little. They got short oh, barrel yeah. BB guns, fully automatic. Yeah. I want to get one just to play with it. Just to play with it. You know, there are some squirrels that try to get on my roof that. Uh, I could use That's an right. automatic. Don't let uh, the exterminator come do it. Be your own first exterminator. Hey, I believe in DYI. <laughs> That's right. Do it yourself. Right. You got it. I watched the Home Network or what is it called? Home and Garden TV. That's it. Yeah, that. But this group has said it's a matter of being very of being a very vulnerable consumer group. Children buy what they see, and and we're not sure this is driven by market demand for the assault weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! See, they're saying that Nerf guns lead to str- to bigger, better real guns, real guns when they get older, which could very well be. Well, some gun, some kids never outgrow the urge to have a weapon, which is great because then they can defend their families, defend their friends. Mm-hmm. They can be their own first responder if they learn proper safety when they're given the Nerf gun. Absolutely. Even when Grandma gives them the Nerf gun, don't shoot people in the face Look, I, unless they have the special goggles on. Right. Look, I started. With cap guns, which probably they they probably outlawed those already. Because someone could get burned by licking the thing after it fired or something. I don't know. 
Think about it, Roger. We started with cap guns, then we moved to BB guns, and we moved to... I actually had a plastic BB gun before I had a real BB gun. Look at that, see? And then you moved to real BB guns, and then we moved to paintball, and we moved to airsoft, and then we moved to the real thing, so we could be our first... Actually, I did paintball after I had real guns. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I skipped a step and then went backwards. You were a late bloomer. (laughs) That's right, because paintball guns weren't around much when I was having real guns, because I started early, though. I never had Nerf guns, though. This would have been so much fun. How about tennis ball Oh, oh yes. Tennis ball cannons. our own tennis ball cannons, and we put them on fire. You know, you can't really do that anymore because tennis balls come in plastic containers now. Yeah, that's right. They don't potatoes. come in metal cans anymore. No, we used to make potato launchers. <laughs> but the letter goes on to say, corporate social responsibility is not a slogan. It is what calls you to raise the bar and interests of children and become a source for nonviolent creative playthings children deserve. Marketing assault weapons to the most vulnerable group of consumers is an assault on their dignity and their worth as human beings. We implore you to remove assault style weapon toy weapons from your product offering. So now we're moving to the government wanting to take oh over my what goodness. your child plays with. This is just an activist group. So this isn't actually the government. Oh, don't think. Although, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Where com- does activism lead Comrade to? Comrade de Blasio is probably uh, going to see this and go, hey, there's a good idea. Yeah, oh, that's why, that's why I said, where does activism lead to? It leads yeah. to these bozo politicians. And, you know, it's just a constant assault on boyhood, the whiny letter to Hasbro demanding they remove them. It's like, you know, but then these people want to value their freedom. They want to have their freedom. Who is going to get up and protect that and protect us? Who's who are going to be the future police officers, future military officers, the first responders of tomorrow, the military of tomorrow. But. Come on, the kids who played with an easy bake oven, probably not probably so much. Not. No, but the kids who played with Nerf guns, if taught yeah. properly, they will be the next yeah. generation to defend American yeah. freedom into the next but, millennia. Well, let's face it; they're trying to the whole goal of progressivism or liberalism or whatever you want to call it is to demasculinize men. Yeah, take it out, take it out, and if you can take it out of the boy, then they won't ever reach the manhood. They'll well, never get their man card. Bruce Lee had a great saying about this. Now I, I can't quote it exactly, but I'm going to paraphrase it the best I can. One of his students asked him, "You are a warrior. You teach us how to fight, and yet you're gardening." He goes, "You say it is better to you know how to, how do you justify these two? He goes, "Better to be a a warrior." In a garden, than to be a gardener in a war. In a war. <laughs> Absolutely, you you can't uh, you can't. Some skills cannot logic. can be translated easier. Yeah, some exactly. skills you have more room on, mm-hmm. and that's true. It's better to have gardening skills as a warrior mm-hmm. than it is to be in a warrior situation, warrior situation and only have, and only have gardening, gardening skills. skills. Yeah, Look, just a, a hoe and well, actually, let me rephrase that. A, a hoe and a pickaxe. <laughs> Hey, a hoe and a rake. Hey, hey, <laughs> I knew that. See, this is that's where I knew we were going. This is why I'm going to rephrase this because <laughs> there are listeners out there going, "You're going to do what with a what?" So, right, a pickaxe, a, a hammer, and you know they will only go so far. Ask the Palestinians who have rocks for armaments. <laughs> that's right. So, but yeah, always better to have the skills of a warrior, yeah. and not need them. And a warrior. By definition, will defend those who cannot fight for themselves. Look, the gardeners. Yes, exactly. I mean, look at the Karate Kid. 
If you can, if you're a good warrior, you can paint a fence. That's right. Or you can trim a bonsai or tree. Trim a bonsai tree. <laughs> so you know, it's not wrong to teach people how to defend themselves, but you got to teach them the morality of it. No, it is wrong to not teach. Right. Don't teach somebody not to be able it, to defend themselves. Yeah, it is wrong to hold boys back from being boys. It is wrong to... The sexes are different, just, despite what some people this, would like to exactly, tell you. Exactly. I mean, I am sorry, but when when we were running around as kids, Roger, playing cowboys and Indians, there was there was lessons to be learned there. We had girls playing with us, yes, too, some of them. did. And what you did know. we all want to do? We all wanted to save the damsel in distress. That's and I right. know what you're thinking, Producer David. I wasn't going there. Boy, Roger, this show is just... Uh, it's amazing. It okay. is. <laughs> but <clears throat> we got so much to talk about today. It is insane. And we haven't even got to the meat of everything yet. This is just the fluff. The fluff. We're talking about the Nerf guns. The so, fluff. Yes. But now, coming up, let's see. What do we got? Okay. A break. A break. <laughs> okay. We're going to come back from our break, and we'll jump right back into it. Virginia, National Guard, Boogaloo. It's all coming down, There's a folks. Santa Claus. All, down. all of it. <laughs> This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com, and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Want to give your family or loved one the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. We are back. We had to settle down after that uh, <laughs> amazing first segment we had. Well, you know, it's the first week before Christmas. I mean, uh, you just got to have fun. And, and boy, did we open a can of... I don't know if you heard, Roger, earlier during my show, we, we announced a new thing we're going to do here at America's Web Radio where we're inviting people to send in all their family wisdoms. You know, all oh, the slogans and uh, expressions and slogans, expressions and all of that and, stuff your dad used to say. <laughs> yes, yes, and we're getting. We're already. The listeners have been great. They're already sending. My favorite one. We were. We can't use what your mother said back to your dad for saying. <laughs> Not necessarily. No. <laughs> no. But one, think about one it. of my favorite ones, driving in the car, kids, we're misbehaving in the back. Don't make me come back there. Yeah, don't yeah. make me come back there. I mean, You're that, driving. How are you going to come back here? And that hand would swing around so far. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, he can come back here. You know, and we were those kids, Roger, who just <laughs> had that innate lo- ability to see logic. And we were the ones that went, 
how you gonna do that? And that's when we got the hand across. Somehow, yep. that or, hand reached or us. You were acting up in church a little bit, and your dad would try your head out like a watermelon and thump, <laughs> thump. <laughs> the old thump. <laughs> oh my! That's not goodness. really what we're we're looking for. The things like. Uh, that's as useless as a screen door on a submarine. submarine. <laughs> What's long, hard, and full of semen? A submarine. A submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave it no, up. To, leave no, it up. No, to. no, no, no. You no. see where this is going? <laughs> it's going down. Uh, uh, this is not the swamp, Roger. Oh, okay. But we may yeah. have to drain it. But my mom told me she walked into my room. I was a sloppy kid. She goes, this is the worst pigsty I've ever seen. And I said, what are you, an authority now on pigsties? <laughs> Needless to say, I spent a lot of time cleaning my room the next, the next day. And when did you get over your wound? Oh, it, it was a while. It was a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think I still have a scar. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> okay, now we're going to get back to it, though, because, oh, my God, things are getting crazy in our country now. You thought it was bad before. You had the anti-Trumpers, the antifas. Now we have Virginia trying to pass gun control laws. Now, Virginia has for a long time been a relatively conservative state. Until D.C. took it over. Just recently, this past November, they elected a majority state House and state Senate of Democrats. And one of the first things the Democrat governor said he was going to do was he was going to start implementing gun control. They were going to confiscate assault rifles, make them illegal to own, take away all semi-automatics. Yes. I thought the first thing he said he was going to do was wipe that black paint off his face. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he, that was him. It yes. was him, and apparently it's okay because he's a Democrat. Well, if you think about it, the Democrats started the KKK, so, you know. They they, did, so I guess <laughs> they earned the, somehow in their weird way of thinking, they've earned the They've earned that right. Yeah. But anyway, so Virginia gun owners all of a sudden decided, you know what? Uh-uh, this is not going to happen. We're not giving up our guns. We are not going to allow this to happen. This is kind of a time. We're going to try and follow it the best I can to kind of let you know how this is progressing, where it's going. Well, no one knows where it's going, but I see a direction we're headed. No, but we know how it will end if they do what they say they might do, which you'll get to. So exactly. We've seen it. We've seen it in this country before. Because two birds in <clears throat> No, uh, okay. I'm not going back to that. Yes. So, okay, Virginia has 133 counties in it and independent towns. Now, within a couple of weeks after this governor spouting off about him deciding he's going to take guns away, I mean, he said flat out he was going to make all semi-automatic, quote-unquote, assault-style rifles have to be gone out of the state. Sell them, get rid of them, destroy them. You were not allowed to own them. And, of course, these are people who have invested a lot of money in owning these law-abiding citizens paid good money and he was going to come along and just take them and violate the second amendment and i believe oh what's that other latin phrase that says you cannot pass a law and then retroactively punish somebody for it i can't remember what it is but because i'm not a lawyer yeah, you're stumping us all we'll have to call mark the shark one day and get him to yeah, uh, quote in that but okay so within a couple of weeks of the election over 20 counties in virginia became what they called Second Amendment Sanctuary Cities or Counties. And 53 others were already drafting resolutions to do the same thing. So all these counties were going to decide, you know what? No, no, not us. 
if you can allow illegal aliens and you can allow marijuana to be sold here and there and the other place, but not violate federal law, we're going to violate state law and we're going to do, we're going to provide sanctuary to all these gun owners. Well, they've got, you know, they even, they actually have the Bill of Rights, the Constitution on their side. Oh, so not they, they, n- not only it's that. The duty of the wait. I'm going to find this real quick. I shouldn't um, do this while we're on no, the air, but it's the duty we're do this. of the citizens of Virginia to stand up and push back on this kind of crap. Well, now Virginia has its own constitution, as most states do. Almost right. all states have Every a constitution. Okay, the Virginia Constitution states Article One, Section Thirteen. That a well-regulated militia composed of the body of the people trained to arms is the proper, natural, and safe defense of a free state. Therefore, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. And they took that from the, the Second, Second Amendment Second of the Amendment U.S. Constitution. Because Virginia, you, they have a rich history in the founding fathers. A lot of them were from Virginia. Oh, yeah, think about it. <clears throat> Virginia had a, a large part to play when this country was founded. They were there in the beginning. They saw it when the British tried to take our guns. Apparently, some people have forgotten the results of that particular disagreement. (laughs) (laughs) And they they didn't come after the Nerf guns. No, the Nerf guns were not what they were trying to take away. They were going after our assault weapons of the day. Yeah. And it's funny because most assault weapons of the day had a metal ramrod as opposed to a wooden one. They were considered military rifles if they had a metal rod to force the powder down. So keep that in mind. The definition of a military weapon has not really changed that much. Or military styled weapon. This was, they were these, back then they actually had former military weapons they were using. In fact, they were very well matched against most of the British. I don't know if you could own a cannon back then. I guess you could. How else would you know it? Fire it to know when it's noon. Exactly. And but so this governor is going to try and pass laws with his newly elected Democrat state house and state senate. They're going to try and pass laws to take guns away, confiscate them, limit future sales, limit magazine capacities, and immediately within a, a week or so, they had twenty-three counties already, fifty-three more considering. <clears throat> And thousands of people were showing up for these meetings to vote on it. Now, if you look at the map, which I actually have here somewhere, but uh, it is crazy how many counties. And this is only a couple weeks after. Now, we're already, let's see, almost two months after the election. We're coming up on two months shortly. And now over 96 counties have passed resolutions to become sanctuary cities for Second Amendment rights. And all they need to do... Is not just for the the federal the Constitution of the United States, but they can stand behind the Virginia Constitution. They right. Two. They have two legal documents legal that they can document. hold in front of them to defend themselves, and right behind those documents will be men's with, men with men guns. with guns <laughs> and some women with guns and w- men and women with guns, transgendered with guns, uh, whatever be, they got. I don't know. <laughs> if you believe in freedom, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. So now they're up to 96 out of 133 counties have voted and passed resolutions to become Second Amendment cities. Now, of course, the governor hearing this decided, you know what? I don't know if I like this. So we're going to have to prosecute all these sheriff's departments who who oppose or who are going to be in sanctuary cities if they refuse to enforce our new state laws. And one sheriff of one county came out and said, 
I will deputize thousands of people, which is within my rights as a sheriff of this county. I will deputize anybody who wants to stand for Second Amendment rights, which means I can have thousands and thousands of deputies in this county. Almost anyone who's willing to stand for it, take the oath, will be a deputy, and that will allow them to have whatever guns they want with no questions asked because law enforcement is exempt from most of these laws. Yep. So, And, of course, that just inflamed the governor and his new state well, house and representatives coming in even more. They're having the audacity to challenge elitist politicians. Oh, yes. And they don't like it. you got to understand, Roger, the, the, the politician that thinks like the way they're thinking in Virginia think they know better than you. Oh, right. Now, what bothers me the most about this whole thing is that if there's this many people who jump up and sign these resolutions, or pa- where were they in November when they were supposed to be voting? The amen to that. They fell asleep. They didn't go. They didn't think it was important. And now they're having to deal with this on the other end. Had they jumped in originally and voted, they probably would have stopped this. Well, you know, <laughs> pay no attention to that background noise. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... You can't get to it. Uh, but, you know... It, 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 it's just that whole audacity of trying to punish a law-abiding citizen. Right. And by the people who sit there and go, oh, I didn't have time to vote that day. It's like, of course you had time to vote. Everybody has time to vote. Yep. Otherwise, you end up having to deal with this mess, having to go declare your county or city a sanctuary city or sanctuary county, having to, to worry how this is going to pan out. Is the governor going to – what's he going to do? Well, the governor stepped up. He said, okay, you know what? One of the representatives came up and said, you know what? We're going to have the governor call off the National Guard and arrest every sheriff who's not enforcing state law properly. So now he's just threatened to use military force against American citizens who are standing up for their own rights. And But think of the citizens that will stand behind the sheriffs. Because if they oh wait to do that's that. coming okay good. there's more to that oh good there's more <laughs> but wait there's more <laughs> I would love to hear this so okay so you've got this uh, this sheriff doing this you've got all these counties passing the Second Amendment sanctuary and now the governor says we'll just call up the National Guard to enforce our gun laws now I wonder most National Guardsmen are local to their state most of Virginia National Guardsmen are from Virginia. Now, how likely are they to follow an order to go against their own state citizens, their own family, their own friends, their own co-workers? You're going back to Civil War times, brother against brother, sister against sister. How, are, how willing are they going to be to do this? I mean, the sheriffs, a lot of them have already stood up and said, nope, I'm not, going to follow, I'm not going for this. And for those of you who say, oh, well, we'll just have to follow orders and see how it goes. Oh, no. We're not going to just – that's not going to be a good enough excuse anymore. Because in the Nuremberg trials after World War II, all the German officers that stood up and said, I was just following orders, that was not a good enough excuse anymore. So I asked these National Guardsmen, if you're in any National Guard unit in any state, how willing are you going to be to stand up and go against American citizens despite the oath you took to uphold the Constitution? How willing are you going to be to jump in front and start shooting people who live in your state who haven't committed any other crime? We'll be back in just a minute. 
Happy Holidays, I'm Patty LeVan, owner of Multiland Mortgage Services, Inc. Call us for details about our conventional loans with as little as 3% down or talk to us about our FHA, VA, and USDA loan options. We answer your questions with honesty and integrity because that's how we roll. Multiland Mortgage Services, your way home. Call us at 941-201-9111 or check out our website at multilandmortgage.com. Company founded by Joseph D. Powers, NMLS 158-989, licensed Georgia and Florida. You can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan, and every family will save thousands of dollars a year. I'm Ellen Deal, and if you've been hurt by the Affordable Care Act, you can email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com to see if we can help. Small business owners, individuals, families, and baby boomers, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com for three easy questions to determine if you can get away from Obamacare. I'm a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry and here to help you for all your insurance needs. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. This is America's Web Radio, and you're listening to Lock and Loaded. I am Roger B., and that other voice you heard was Victor Armendariz from On Point with Victor. (laughs) So now we're at the point where the governor is thinking about calling out the National Guard to enforce his not-yet-even-passed gun laws. And then, of course, okay, and then it gets, and then, of course, the other side, the citizens are going, you know what? We're not going to allow this to happen. We're going to let you prosecute our sheriffs, our local sheriffs, because these are our people. We voted for them. These are our friends. They're guarding us. They're protecting us in our little cities and our little towns. So now, several cities, several counties have started forming militia units. (laughs) That's what I like to hear. Hey, you know what? The American people are resilient. And let's see. Oh, God, yes. And... We've learned well. Some of us have learned from our history, and if the government forces the hand, as this guy's trying to do in Virginia, then the people of Virginia have every right to form their militias. Oh yeah, and per the reason the reason they're forming these militias is to protect their sheriffs Absolutely. and the citizens from unconstitutional laws. Yep. So the governor's saying, "I'm going to send out the National Guard after these sheriffs and replace them with people I want." And the and the citizens are going, "No, no, we're going to form a militia and we're going to protect our sheriffs mm-hmm. and our citizens from your National Guard." Wow. This is, ladies and gentlemen, this is how violence starts in from politics. Yeah, we've got to, this has got to slow down somewhere. This is not going to go is well. Another another war now, be it in a state, it's a could be a civil war. 
caused by a Democrat, caused by the Democrat. Imagine that. Oh, my goodness. Boy, big surprise. I know. But, I mean, and this is what's this? Tazewell County. Tazewell County is not going down without a fight. They're calling themselves a sanctuary amendment city. They're also crafting a militia as well for the sole purpose of protecting their sheriff and protecting his men and their citizens from these illegal laws. Now, how willing are National Guardsmen going to be to fire upon these people? I just wonder, are they going to stand there and be able to do it, or will they decide this is an illegal order and not do it? What about other law enforcement? Will they bring in National Guards from other states? Maybe they'll think that will be less less likely to cause any kind of you know friction. They'd be more likely to follow orders. Who knows? Mm. Now, this has gotten so bad, apparently... The National Guard of Virginia was receiving phone calls, letters, emails from people asking if they were coming to take their guns away. And the adjunct general basically said, we have not received any request for any such thing. We have not heard of any laws being passed yet which would requ- which in which a request could be made to have us step in and do anything. Now, he's not going to burn the governor and say... Hell no, we're not going to go in here and take anything. He's not going to burn that bridge, obviously. He's kicking the can down the road and waiting to see what happens. I mean, you're basically looking at the governor of Virginia trying to, to create uh, martial law. Right, exactly. It's, it's, Against a free people who have free. not broken any laws up until the time he changes the laws that were previously enforced. So, and these laws go against the federal and the and state, the const- state constitution. constitution. So think about this. You've got a political party, the Democrats, in Virginia who could care less about the people who are actually breaking the law. Oh, no, they're going after the law-abiding citizens. Immediately, his first thing wasn't, hey, let's work on gang violence. Hey, let's work on drug violence. Hey, let's work on uh, Antifa who who are committing crimes and obstructing traffic or blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, his first thing thought is let's take away guns from law-abiding. Not let's take guns out of the hands of gang members. Right. Let's take guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens. Well, it was funny because last uh, last time I was here, I think I talked about there was they were thinking about passing national red flag laws, mm-hmm. which again another huge fiasco there. But Awful. the Democrats refused to include gang member register, registers as a possible investigation for red flag laws. They didn't want any of the gang registries to be used so, for red flag laws. So let's keep out the known criminals and just put in. If you look at percentages, a huge percentage of crimes are p- committed. Most murders are committed by gang members or somebody with some sort of gang affiliation. Yep. Now, granted, they could be a loosely formed gang or just, you know, groups of people who are like minded. But still, and these are the people. I say it. Some of them are illegal. Some of Oh, yeah. Oh, some of them are just, you know, there's gangs divide themselves into all kinds of weird little groups. Yeah. That's right. But they refuse to include gang regist- gang member registries in their red flag laws They're, they were trying to pass for federal law, which I hope never comes to fruition because that's going to be ripe for abuse. If they pass a federal red flag law, they're going to be able to use it for crazy things all the time. It's going to get nuts. Show me one thing that hasn't been abused by the government. One power the government gives themselves that hasn't been abused. So anyway, so now we're at the point where the governor's, okay, the laws have been passed. uh, Almost 100 counties out of 133 have determined they are sanctuary counties or cities or towns for Second Amendment rights. And now when the governor threatens to use the National Guard to enforce these 
new laws that he's going to pass. Other counties are going, okay, we're forming our own militia to defend our city, our town from your what we deem to be illegal infringement on our rights to own and keep weapons. As as American citizens with no former you know legal trouble or no former conviction for any kind of no record, no, no record, record. There is no reason why those citizens should not be allowed to own whatever gun they want. But for a politician to to start nibbling away at gun rights and then threaten military force to take them away, folks, that's that's how wars start. I'm sorry. I mean, I hope it doesn't come to this. I hope that people wake up and start voting. If you if they had all voted in the November election as 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 diligently as they were voting to make their their county sanctuary cities, they probably wouldn't have had to be dealing with this at all. Well, I venture to say that come 2020, there's going to be a lot of people voting in Virginia that that didn't vote before. I would hope so. I hope this wakes them up, gets them out there. Now, of course, there's also the crowd that, if you don't know, we'll we'll call them the Boogaloo crowd. Boogaloo. Now, these are people who basically plan, train, or believe that the government will at some point overstep its bounds, and they plan to resist. Preppers. Yes, doomsday preppers based on political yeah. issues. Yes, they're, they're those people. And it's just – and now I don't want you guys to get too excited. I know you guys will probably be our first line of defense in a situation like this. If it comes to a head like that, they will be the ones taking the first the first line. Yeah. And uh, But you guys got to – I know you're, you're chomping at the bit to get in there and defend our rights, which is fine. I mean, freedom fighters – always willing to fight for freedom and i appreciate that i do just got to remember you don't want to start it right you just don't want to fire the first shot it's another bruce lee adage right never start a fight never but always it, finish it always finish it that's right so you just have to just put it on simmer for a while pay attention to what's going on continue to plan whatever you may be planning that's fine but be prepared if you have be- to be that's that's the key. Be nice. Be prepared and be nice until it's time. When will you know? Be nice. Someone will tell Someone you. Will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong. You know, people make fun of preppers all the time. And let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with being prepared. There's the preparedness. You know, there's a saying that I like to say. Um, chance favors the prepared mind. Yes, absolutely. very, very true. And it's always better to have it and not need it not than need it, it and not have it. <laughs> Yep, because when you need it and don't have it, you ain't going to get it. Having a gun in a situation like that is like a parachute. You only get a chance to not have it once. <laughs> this is true. So be prepared. And, and my Boogaloo, the Boogaloo's out there, let's pay attention. Let's focus. Don't lose focus. I know what you're thinking, and I know you're chomping at the bit to get in there, but let's keep it civil until it's time not to keep it civil. That's right. And don't worry. There will be someone to tell you when it's... Well, you know, the, you'll know. You know, you focus. If you see things start to simmer down, if things start to go the other way, then we can just go back into into everyday life and just always be diligent, though. Always be vigilant. Be prepared. There's nothing wrong with being prepared for that. Chance favors the prepared. Mom. That's right. Actually, yeah, and they favor the bold, but not the stupid. Not the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so... And it's it's going to be interesting to see if other counties follow along with this idea of forming a militia to protect their own law enforcement officials. 
Because if he sends in the National Guard, I mean, where is he going to start? Is he going to start with some little small town to set an example? Well, you got to ask yourself, yeah, would he be? Is he going to be crazy enough to try it? And then where would he start? Where would they deploy? Uh, but you also, as a listener a while ago, Roger pointed out, um, there's also the Trump factor, right? And it, 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 I wonder, you know, the governor got elected though, yeah. and now I think a lot of the influence in Virginia is because people from D.C. overflow into Virginia because it's close by and they can live there a lot cheaper than they can living in D.C. Mm-hmm. And the D.C. mentality is much more restrictive, much more controlling, and much more liberal mm-hmm. than most of the of the counties in Virginia. But I just think, you know, the, the President Trump would stand on the side of the people and probably try and figure out a way to put a stop right. to the government, government well, yeah. doing that. But Dave, legendary Dave was saying. The legend Dave. All they have to do is that once he calls out the National Guard as a governor, yeah. Trump can step in, nationalize them, and take control. Exactly. Because they are, they are paid and supported by, by the federal money. Yep. So the federal law has the ultimate decision on when the National Guard can be used. Absolutely. In fact, usually governors are supposed to ask permission to bring in the National Guard or the president asks permission to bring in the National Guard from the governor. That's precedent. It's reciprocity, yes. yes. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to see how that goes, if that actually right. comes to fruition. Because I'm pretty sure Trump's going to say, no, no, I'm a negotiator. I'm not going to let you bring in the National Guard against normal, everyday citizens. Exactly. But if so, you think a Democrat is going to be, you know, actually up, up, upholding law, uphold the law, then we're we're all kidding ourselves. It just kills me the fact that Virginia has it in their constitution, almost word for word, yeah. what the Second, Amendment, the Second of Amendment of the Federal Constitution has in it. Yeah. Well, because like I say, most of the founding fathers were from Virginia, Virginia. Pennsylvania, yeah. you know, states like that. They were from the Northeast. They were the ones who started the whole revolution in the first time. And it looks like they're headed in the same in direction. The same again. direction, uh, boy. What do they uh, hear? What do they say? <laughs> if you don't learn from history, history will repeat itself. Those who don't, those who do not learn from history, are doomed to repeat it. That's right. Now I, I've been seeing some memes. If you guys are following some of this stuff on uh, the social media. This is one of the best ones I saw. When you just wanted to get some free school by joining the National Guard, but now you're in some backwater town of Virginia confiscating guns, and the trees start yelling, yeet, yeet, and praise Dale. (laughs) Now, it sounds funny, but if you're a National Guardsman and you're walking through the woods and all of a sudden you hear people yelling... Yeah, that's not going to bode well. Yeah, you got to realize what's coming next. <laughs> now, granted, you're trained, but you don't know those woods as well as the people who live there day in and day out and have lived there for generations. You know, so I ask you guys at the National Guard, just stop and think about it. Or if you know anybody in the National Guard, ask them. Say, let, let me ask you something. If you were asked to do this, how would you feel about that? How would you react to that? I mean... Roger, I can tell you, I've got two nephews, and uh, they would be the first to uh, look at that governor in the face and flip him off, and they would be glad to take the repercussions that came with it. Right, and then the, there's a chance you could be prosecuted, put in the stockade. But you know what? I would think if they could prove that they were forced, they were, they were giving given an illegal yeah, order, illegal order, absolutely. and they chose not to follow it. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting situation there to see how far we're going to go. Okay, we're going to be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is Locked and Loaded, and I am Roger B. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. 
The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it, and you'll love having one in your shop. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. I am Roger B. This is the Locked and Loaded Show, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And before we left, we were just talking about how the governor of Virginia and the newly elected state house and state senate we're going to come confiscate guns from law-abiding Virginians, and have they decided that they were going to fight back? How are they going to fight back? By becoming sanctuary cities, by forming militias to protect these cities and these law enforcement professionals who the governor claimed he would go after. I mean, imagine having a sheriff that was duly elected by the people in this town and having a governor say he's going to come and take him out of office. He was an elected official. He didn't just, you know get the job because he was appointed it by his you know his father-in-law didn't give him the job he was voted on by the people to enforce the law in that particular town in that particular county these are people that were elected to enforce laws so the law enforcement itself is the laws are only as good as enforcement and if enforcement doesn't agree to enforce the laws then of course the laws are pretty useless because politicians are not going to go door to door and collect guns from anybody obviously that'll never happen in fact, it looks like the Democrats might be caving in a little bit. They're giving up a little bit of ground here now. This was as of December 10th, so this was last week. The Democratic leaders have now decided, you know what, we're not going to come take the guns away from you. We're going to have a grandfather clause, so if you already have one, you can keep it, but you're going to have to register it. Now, I wonder how many people who have these guns are going to register them. I imagine... All these people who go boating during the wintertime are going to lose a lot of guns in boating accidents. So I don't imagine many of them are going to end up being registered at all. But he's at least it looks like they're softening their position because obviously somebody's talking to this guy going, you know what, you're just making threats, you're, you're escalating the situation, it's not getting any better. But now it looks like maybe calmer heads may prevail, things may simmer down a little bit. But I'm pretty sure anybody with a so-called assault weapon is not going to step forward and start registering it because, you know what, the next time they may not back down and they may decide, you know what, we're going to take them all away anyway. We're going to pass a new law and take them all away. Now that we have you register them, now that we know who you are, now we're going to come get them because that would certainly make it easier if they had a list of names and addresses. Usually the only reason to register guns is for confiscation. That's the only reason anybody would want to register a gun. So it looks like they're giving in a little bit. They're, they're coming to their senses. Maybe everything will calm down a little bit. 
but it looks like they've already got this ball rolling, and it's going to be very difficult to slow it down or stop it because all these people are now fired up. They're upset. They're mad. No one wants to give up their rights, you know, just because some new party has taken over. And I honestly believe most of the people that are electing these Democrats are not even people who necessarily work or do anything in Virginia. They are people from the D.C. area who come in there to live just because they can get a a reasonable deal on some real estate because the D.C. area is so very expensive. And then they commute into D.C. And these people are building a population of more liberal voters than Virginia is used to seeing. I could be wrong. That's just my theory. Because it's so close. I think they just cross the river. They they go to work in D.C. They live there their whole lives, and they just want to get out of town to get a bigger house for their kids with a yard or something like that. But now it looks like, like I said, the Democrats are backing down. They're saying the confiscation is coming off from the law they're, they're talking about now. But nothing has been passed yet, so there is no law to worry about at the moment. Right now, it's just a matter of... Seeing what happens when they do get sworn in in January, because the Democrat House and Senate will be sworn in, I believe, sometime in January, and they will start their session. So we'll have to see if the gun confiscation or gun registration is still at the top of their priority list when it actually comes down. When the wheels hit the pavement, we got to see <clears throat> what's going to happen if they're going to proceed with this course of action. Because it actually, the governor call, threatening to call out the, Na- the National Guard only inflamed things even more. It actually spurred more and more counties to jump in with the Second Amendment sanctuary cities. You know, they should learn by now. If you want laws for the American people to pass, they've got to be done very slowly because most people will ignore the little ones. They'll say, well, I don't have an assault rifle, so I don't care if I can't buy one. I don't want one anyway. But if you ask people to give something away that they paid good money for, that's going to cause a problem. But then again, it seems like states are trying to make their own rules all the time. There's a Pennsylvania attorney general who has decided now that any kind of unfinished portion of a gun that looks close enough or is designed to be turned into a gun will now be classified as a weapon. Now, for those of you who don't know what that means, a lot of AR-15, AR-10s are come in what they call an 80% finished form meaning you can buy 80% finished and it's just a chunk of aluminum until you finish the last 20%. Then it becomes a gun. And he wants to classify these 80% pieces as guns already, even though federal law and the ATF has said these are not guns. They are just hunks of metal until they're finished out. So you can have it sitting on your table as a paperweight. It's not a gun. It's only a chunk of metal until you finish it. And by federal law, you are allowed to manufacture a gun for your own personal use. You can't sell it. You can't sell them to other people. You can't, I don't believe you're allowed to hand them down unless you put numbers on them and then not register them, but then do a official government transfer of this weapon to somebody else. When you build your own weapon with no numbers on it, it is yours forever pretty much, unless you want to stamp numbers and transfer it to somebody else with federal forms being filled out. You go fill out the 4473, you can transfer it to somebody else if it's got a number stamped in it. If it doesn't, it's your gun. You can keep it. You can use it. It must follow all guidelines of federal restrictions on weapons. You can't build your own machine gun, but you can build any weapon that is legal for American citizen to own 
But then again, you run into county issues, city issues, state issues that have bans on things that they shouldn't. But this Pennsylvania Attorney General decided, what do you say, anything that is designed to eventually fire a projectile will be classified as a gun. So he's changing the classification that the ATF has given an 80% receiver and trying to call it a gun, even though it's not. It is 80% finished. It cannot be used to fire anything. <coughs> Excuse me. But this is just another another overreach of city or state governments coming in and trying to ch- change federal law to suit their needs. In fact, in Virginia, it was kind of funny. There was... um. Certain cities and towns that were deciding, we're not going to prosecute any marijuana cases any, anymore. We're just not going to do it. So they're basically violating their own state law and federal law by deciding they're not going to prosecute any marijuana cases anymore. Now, this is coming around to, this is actually a bigger issue all over the country. This is something that eventually is going to come to a head. People have got to know Marijuana right now is federally illegal in the entire United States. All these other states have started passing things, allowing it, which is fine. I mean, that's states' rights. But then again, federal law is supposed to take precedent. But when a state ignores some laws that are that are not being enforced and wants to pay attention to other laws that are not being enforced, when they're picking and choosing like that, it just it's not showing consistency. It's not showing an adherence to the law that's there. If you want to make marijuana legal, fine. Pass a federal law, make it legal. Trump said he would sign it. If the state, if the, if the federal House and Senate passed a law, Trump said he would sign it. He apparently doesn't care if marijuana is legal or not. It's no different than any other, any other drug to him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, take away what you will from this. We got to go now, but keep an eye on Virginia because it is a hotbed of, of activity right now, and hopefully it won't become violent. That's all for now. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.